Too Many Comics, episode 146. Brooks, we are another week and a half closer to, well, the film that we're all anticipating and uh, us actually hanging out and doing comic things, which apparently we have planned. And real life. It's going to be exciting. What are we doing? Oh, so I had to move this up because I put it like below this. Well, just to kick it off, I mean, we will be seeing Infinity War. It has... Okay, all right, all right, all right. You're, you're blowing the script. So, yes... You're going to be here in a week, which I think is going to be ball-bustingly awesome, plus our third friend, Darren is his name. <laughs> Darren is his name Oh, But yeah, so that's good. So, okay, so obviously we're going to see Infinity Wars. We're good there. But also, other things are happening that I think are just going to, like, grind your gears in a good way. Uh, we got Charles Sewell signing downtown Midtown Comics, which I think, just so you can see how these things go, we have to go check that out, right? Yeah, just so for sure. Just so you can see the whole rigmarole. I went through and looked at all the stuff he's done. Obviously, I read Astonishing X Men. Uh, I don't know much else that he has written that you care for necessarily. Didn't he, he write Letter 44? Yes, he did. Okay, or still writes it, might still be going. I've read a, a I, decent chunk of that. So that, so that happens. Um, and then also, there is. Across the country, two Deadpool pop-up bars happening. One is in Brooklyn. Easy train ride. We got to go. They're serving pizza, too. Alligator Lounge, Brooklyn. Deadpool pop-up bar. The Merc with the Mouth? That's right. Will Deadpool we be go, there? Right? I, well, something's got to be going on. <laughs> We're his biggest fans. We should know. I mean, well, I'll, I think just because of the nature of the thing. Don't you think we should go? Yeah, that right? sounds cool. Okay, so that's going to happen, too. And it's I, I looked it up. Uh, so Brooklyn is a massively large place compared to like other boroughs or whatever. Um, it's it's not bad. It's it's a relatively short train ride to get there, so we're gonna do it. Okay. So Alligator Lounge, look it up, and I think it's all weekend long, so we don't have to cram it all into Friday. But if you want to have like a comic filled nerd tastic Friday, that's what we could do. <laughs> and we have secured the Infinity War tickets. We're good to go, buddy. Okay. Because word is they have sold more tickets than the past seven MCU films combined. That's ever? I think like uh, pre-sales. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, that that sounded like fake news. <laughs> ever? <laughs> Hasn't even come out yet. That, that's a lot of stuff going on. Um, we I don't want to tease too much of, of what may be in that, but I just found one story interesting in the Infinity War news splashes that... Um, Josh Brolin in an interview, uh, let it be known that he shot at least one scene with Captain Marvel for Avengers four. So he casually mentioned that he was shooting some weird scene and, um, Brie was there, Don Cheadle, Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Downey. Um, so, you know, we still haven't yet to see Captain Marvel. I don't think we quite know for sure if she's going to be in infinity war. I don't think that's the case. I think that's a, an after infinity war type thing. So, uh, it's it's still very interesting because it, it's you know obviously we're looking forward to uh, new characters that will spin out of the whole MCU after whatever's supposed to happen happens in Infinity War. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I'm gonna get you a picture. <laughs> it works every time. <laughs> um, more Marvel stuff uh, through Netflix this time. Jessica Jones has been renewed for a season three. Uh, I still have uh, five episodes of season two left. Uh, all the traveling and, and trips are sort of cut into. The binge watching, but uh, I'm, I'm still enjoying it. Not as much right now as the first season, but the first season was was my favorite season of all those Marvel Netflix shows. So it's it's tough to beat. I mean, I agree. I'm right a fan. Then. I'm a fan. Born yeah. and bred. So we 
we had our number one of of last week, um, which we're having to do a, a late show again because of of my travels. Um, we picked up Domino number one out of Marvel. Wait uh, a minute! Wait a minute! Are we skipping all this news we had? We got the Gail Simone signing. Uh, yes. Well, I thought you would talk about it right now about Domino. Oh, so you okay? Well, you have to let me know how you got to like ad lib. I'm not good. <laughs> so we we chose a couple weeks ago Domino number one, which is well, as the title suggests, fabulous first issue, uh, and this is written by Gail Simone, who uh, Brooks attended a signing of. I did. So um, here's the thing. So <clears throat> clear my throat. Every time that there is a signing at Midtown Comics, I used to get excited that it'd be one like near quote unquote me, even though it is what it is. Uh, they're always downtown every single time, which is just a kind of a pain, but not really. And you got to go and you have to go wait in the alley. And I was trying to get there early and then da 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 da. So Gail Simone comes. We all we know we love her. Uh, best known to me and you for Crosswind, but also Domino and um, some like soups. Batgirl, yes. But I I was running late, so it started at six. I got there at seven, and I got to tell you, uh, that's the way to go. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no line. Like I just walked right in, did my thing. All I had was a copy of Domino that I, I had purchased earlier that day at the other Midtown Comics in Midtown, literally. Uh, and then I was done. But when I talked to her, she's very, very nice, and and she was giving fans a lot of um, time. Per you know, sometimes they kind of usher you through, and sometimes they let you really kind of go on and get your picture taken and you answer questions. And uh, we talked mostly about well, first of all, she would not entertain any questions I had about how Domino might appear in the movie. She's like, I have no idea how what they're doing with her. I'm doing my own thing. But she said that they are working on uh, season two of Crosswind how they do that these days in the books. Uh And she said that, you know, I was like, we, we love the book. Uh, I said, I have a podcast. No one's listened to. It's very, very good. And then, um, she said that it could be coming up before the end of the year. So there's news. Nice. Anything about the, the crosswind TV show? She said nothing, but you know, I, I, I'm sure if if you're a, a, a her, you want to keep that stuff as close as as possible because, you know, you can't have you this show news. breaking the news for you. It, yeah, my God. You got to wait for the real news people. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. So if you had yeah. to rank the signings that you've gone to thus far, give me like a top three. Brian K. Vaughn's number one. Um, shoot, dude. Who did I get that did Super Sons? Uh, Peter Tomasi. That, that was big. That was big. I mean, the line for that was by far the, the longest. Who else have I gone to? Who Rosenberg. Oh, uh, you know what, though? That was a good – that was my white whale. I was really happy to get that one. <laughs> uh, but I, So I, I would go Brian K. Vaughn, Matthew Rosenberg, Peter Tomasi. All right, be my, that's fair. Be my, I, I think that's all I've done maybe. I mean, there's, there's a lot. Yeah, she's fourth. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but I mean consider consider the esprit de corps we're talking about here. I mean that was a big one. That, that was a big one. Those are top big notch. In. It's quite the so, resume. Well, you know this economy. Uh, so on to discussing her book, which is Domino Number One. As we talked, um, the product of a failed super soldier program, Nina Thurman always made her own luck as a sharpshooting mercenary known as Domino. But what happens when her own powers betray her? The hunter becomes hunted as every mercenary in the game smells blood in the water. 
plus a pair of beloved Marvel characters return. So I will, um, this book, I can't, I can't hate on it. You, I, th- I think you can tell that it, it's very well written. It, it's very well done. Um, Gil Simone, obviously, as we've talked of, of enjoying her books and some of the bigger titles that she's written, she obviously does, does a good job with this character of, of setting it up. Um, I like the art. It very much feels like, you know, but one of many of these recent Marvel books that we've read that, you know, peer into just a singular character like this. Um, yeah. I just don't think the character is for me. And that's not to, that's not to say the book is bad. Cause I, I honestly, like I, I can tell that, that Gil's very good. I can tell it's put together. Um, but much like if someone, and I don't want to straight up, I don't want to straight up compare Domino to Deadpool because of the whole mercenary thing and him popping up in this. Um, but it's just like if someone super good took over Deadpool, um, I still don't know. I don't know who could take over Deadpool to make me want to read Deadpool. Um, I understand why you would want to put them in the same category, but they really aren't. I mean, for a while there, Domino is not this wisecracking character. She was a bit on the serious side. And and just for reference, so Domino and Deadpool uh, first appeared in the same book, which is New Mutants number 98. And I was a child. You were even younger when this came out. And it was revealed books later that Domino did not appear in that book. It was actually a character called Copycat, who is Vanessa excuse me, Vanessa in the Deadpool movies, played by uh, Miranda Bacarin, also from Gotham. We'll talk about that later. But she has not displayed any of these abilities in the movies. That's a bit, that's a big digression, but I want to know what's happening with uh, her character in the movies. Anyway, she was not always this wisecracking character that evolved over time. That being said, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. I thought the art was serviceable, like you said. Um, because I have more of an appreciation for all things X characters and what have you. Uh, so we start with her um, being war- given a dog, and then we flash back to her most latest mi- mission and, and what's going on there. And, of course, it's harrowing and funny and la-la-la-la. And, <laughs> and then it's her birthday, and then the character that she learned was hunting her down has, has infiltrated her ranks, so to speak. And then we're left with a cliffhanger. It was quick. For me, I again, as an X-Men fan for a long time and, and all the related books, uh, as you will, um, I'd give it at least go book two, at least. And so I guess if I had to rate it, I'd give it an eight. Seven, five would be me. I think that's fair. It has an 8.3 critic, a 7.7 user in Comic Book Roundup. Right I mean, in there, terms yeah. of it just being, you know, to someone who is interested at, at all in the character, whether that's learning brand new or has enjoyed Domino in the past. Um, you know, it, this, it's, it's not a book done by amateurs. I mean, it's like I said, it's well put together. It's, it's all there. It's a good introduction, a, a quick paced story. Um, so, I mean, I, I would rate it fairly, fairly well in that 7.58 range. Uh, but just the character itself doesn't, isn't doing it for me. So I don't know that I would stick around, but I wish you the well in doing so. Well, I want to point out that uh, my critic hat and my man of the people hat were right there. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even know that before I said that. Well, that, was my tr- that was my true feelings. <laughs> my true feelings. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> For next week. Um, so it was Slim Pickens, as it, as it has been somewhat recently. So I've, I've pulled in honor of uh, Infinity War and us going to see that next week. 
uh, Thanos annual number one. I believe we read the the number one Thanos of this run that that uh, Donny Cates has been doing. So this this annual is has writer credits from Donny Cates, Katie Cook, Al Hewing, Kieran Gillen, Christopher Hastings, and more. Uh, Ryan North, it looks like as well. Uh, so this is Thanos is likely the most evil being in the universe. And if anyone would know, it's the all new cosmic ghost rider. Let the spirit of vengeance be your guide on a tour through the worst of the worst as he reveals the most heinous deeds ever perpetrated by the mad Titan or by anyone else. That's something. So, you know, just a Thanos teaser as we gear up for seeing him on the big screen. I like it. Uh, speaking of Thanos, let me, let me throw back to infinity wars, the movie coming up. So I want you to know that I made certain to get tickets where you could pick your seats ahead of time. Cause I'm spoiled like this. this, this these are your first world problems. Can mm-hmm. I pick my, my ticket? Okay. Um, there are some douchers out there who I can tell like that w- there are many cases of one person buying up all the middle seats the whole way up where I get to see like one seat's not available dead center rows apart. Just so you know, people are serious about this. That's weird. Do you see what I'm saying? Is it weird though? If you are just, just losing your mind over seeing this movie and you have the gusto to get your ticket ahead of time, no friends apparently. And you're going to buy the multiple people, apparently middle seat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm <laughs> just saying. I can see. Uh, well, is it in the theater that we're doing? We can just yeah. f- find yeah. who this person is when we go sit down. You're you, well. If you were sitting to the left of three people, uh, me and you and our friend, you'd be one seat apart from this person. Is all I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. One, one of them. All right. Can't wait to uh, scope it out. Unless somebody's going to try and like StubHub. I got middle seats for. <laughs> <laughs> I got middle seat for uh, Infinity Wars. I don't know. That just I digress. You could. So uh, what else did you get to this week? The past well, week and a half. You and I, you, okay. I see that you and I have read uh, many of the same titles, which uh, – well, let's start with Super Sons 15. How many books more are left of this? There is one thing? more left. One more. So, um, again, I've enjoyed this book for the whole way. I realize that there is going to be another iteration of this once we are done. They've announced some kind of – they'll return – but um, to know that there is a, but one left is sucky. I've enjoyed this mm-hmm. book the entire way through. We've kind of come full circle where the original arc that we started with is now kind of closing out, which is the Kitamezo Psycho. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mr. Miracle number eight. Um, I think that you and I have really wrestled with and have come around to the fact that we don't know a lot about this character's past or DC history in general, you know, apocalypse and, and all that stuff. But it's just got so, there's something about it. It's just so well done. I mean, clearly, the art and the tone and, and the whole thing. Um, they're now moving into Mr. Miracle and Big Varda's life as parents, and apparently they they are sort of switching their schedules on and off to go back to Apocalypse and do war while one stays behind and watches the child. It's great. the 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 book took a turn three issues ago when they went through the whole thing of talking about being pregnant yeah. while she springs it on him, and the book went from this crazy story of all these characters of which I know basically zero about and this big war that, you know, I don't know the consequences of, I don't know why it's meaningful to simply being, um, you know, a a witty back and forth book about two new parents and their struggle of raising this kid while having to go off to work essentially. Like the, the, 
the dialogue between the two of them. They got the guy funky helping them watch the kid and the, the back and forth with that, the, you know, fighting this big war, but this like on the cell phone, trying to like see the baby take the first steps. It's funny. It's, it's perfect. It's taken the, it's taken them out of like the global element of this war and everything that, that I again, know little about and to not have to worry about that. I can see that it's still going on. You know, I see the characters are fighting. I have a general idea about it, but really it's about, you know, these two, Barda and the baby. Uh, it's been so much better since it took that turn. But something's up. Something sure. is up. Then I, 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 I worry that they're going to trick me and you into being so in love with the series and then give us a sucker punch to the gut. Mm. I just, that's what I, that's what I know. We are at the point where they're about to take a month off, though, I think, right? I don't, yeah, because someone's had for the baby, too. <laughs> I mean, congratulations. I don't know. Anyway, so tell us the suspense 104. I'm pleased to know that you uh, went the distance on this one. So this was a book that was done with Matthew Rosenberg and Trevor Foreman. Uh, Trevor Foreman, again, who did Animal Man out of D.C. years ago. Unbelievable artist, in my opinion. Matthew Rosenberg. Again, I think is, is is proving his stripes by virtue of getting more and more and more work. I, I enjoyed it. Five books, in and out, Black Widow, is she dead, is she not, what's going on, mystery, and then it's over. Uh, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's great. And like I said last time, it makes me uh, really hate the movie Hawkeye version. <laughs> Who's been in the, by the way, at the center of a lot of uh, attention as well. His lack thereof in promotional materials. Who cares? Yeah. Hawkeye. It's not the same. It's not funny enough. Well, either way, it was a great book. <laughs> so hopefully Rosenberg keeps it going, which we'll, uh, we can tease a little bit more about him later in the show. Okay. Gideon Falls number two. Uh, this is, again, done by Jeff Lemire and Andrea or Andrea. How do I say it? Sorrentino. I already subscribed to it. There's, there's, there's nothing about this I, that I can say is that I think it's fantastic. I love this. The art, all of it, mystery, what's going on. And there are two parallel stories. One involves uh, a gentleman in New York, or I, it looks like New York, I guess. They never come out and say it, who is obsessed with garbage and conspiracy around people coming coming for him. And a reformed priest, erstwhile, $5 word who is in the middle of a murder <laughs> mystery. <laughs> I, just, I got jokes. I got jokes. Um, and, and the parallels there. Great. It's great. It's <laughs> well, I mean, that's what it is. I <laughs> sex enough enough for you, but that's what it is. So, but it just as clumsily as I fumble through this, uh, I thought of, I, I love it. I'm for sure into it. I, the, the reviews seem to be good. Sales seem to be good. Uh, there actually was a, a story out of Bleeding Cool. Uh, I don't know if they were taking the piss or what, but essentially uh, issue two has gone into reprints. But uh, bleeding, look this up, by the way, later. It, listeners and you, Bleeding Cool, almost like Onion style, was like uh, a phenomenon out of Image Comics. Uh, press release reveals that this series has sung so quickly that if you don't run to the store right now, you're not going to get a copy, so you better hurry. Because if not, Poltergeist style just... The streets will run red with blood if you don't hurry up, and it's you're, you're toast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 it, was, it was very tongue-in-cheek, so naturally I bought a copy. So, <laughs> But I, I love it. Great book. 
It's unknown what went wrong in the printing process that could cause a normally inanimate object like a comic book to take to hurl itself off shelves, but it must be an extremely frightening thing to witness. And if the store stocks multiple copies of the book, it could quickly devolve into a scene out of the movie Poltergeist. See? Interesting. Someone's, someone's having fun at work. All right. Well, it is a very good book, and uh, it's it's very unique. The, the art style is great. The the storyline is, you know, very original. It's, you know, Lemire at his best. And uh, it's great to see that he's got this going uh, along with uh, Descender, which I'm assuming you read as well. I did. What, what, one quick thing before we move on. We see the best of Lemire. So I was flipping through Instagram earlier because uh, I'm grown. And you, you say the best of, which we, we think of things like obviously this and other books of his that were just Hawkeye again. And Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth was great, but Mr. Jeopard. Miss Mr. Jeopard. <laughs> uh, he sent a, a photo. I, I didn't even see which team he he's a fan of. It was he's, he's at a, he's at a hockey match game. 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 Uh, up in Canada. I would assume I like, he's a oh, Toronto fan. Okay, so then I was like, oh yeah, that's his other style, which is the depressing, cold stuff like that. Yeah. What was that? What was the one book called that you didn't like? Essex County. Yeah, Essex County. Yep. Oh lordy, woo! That was a toughie. I read the whole <laughs> thing. It was a toughie, dude. I don't recommend it at all because of the heartache and the, you know, it's black and white too. I think. Yeah, that's it. And also, Ashley, if you're listening, he drew the whole thing. <laughs> uh, she's a big fan. <laughs> Anyways, uh, December December twenty nine. So we, I think it was maybe the last, either either just the last issue or the last two issues that sort of. Got Flashback. away from yeah, got away from Tim Twenty One and Bandit and and the whole gang of of what was happening in the current time frame. Uh, we're we have shifted back to that, and I couldn't be happier about that fact. Um, you know, it, it was great to get that that background because obviously it plays into what the story is now and and what's actually happening and why Tim Twenty One is so important and you know. But now he's at the point where he's got to make some decisions about you know, stepping up to try and save, save the world. Or is he going to, you know, is he going to turn bad himself? Is it, you know, just what all is going to happen? I'm glad to see the story is sort of hit a point now where I imagine it's going to be full swing. I feel like this is like, there's some books that would get to a point like this and then they would just divert down another route um, and leave you a little bit underwhelmed. But so I'm hoping that Lemire and the next issue just keeps this hammering this storyline through now that we've gotten back uh, on point to what I enjoy the most. Well, there you go. And then the only other thing that I got to now that you finish up yours is oblivion song number number two. And this was uh Kirkman's new one out of image. Um, the story of the first one was, uh, so there's, you know, something wipes out the city. Um, everyone, leaves you can you can still like go through this portal thing to get back to the city and there's one guy that's trying to track down the people that are still there um you know just another dystopian future type of deal it's a whole genre yeah right um the first issue was intriguing enough to to, for me to check out the second one when i came across it um i don't know i'll probably i'm about to tail off of this Uh, i'm getting the sense that this could be another kirkman type thing that runs a good while um which listen isn't a bad thing for him uh there's some of the art that i dislike of when they come across these uh mutant things in this other world they don't they don't really look all that uh all that cool to me um but i'm kind of spoiled as always by like james heron's stuff in rumble 
when you came across creatures from that from that world. Uh, but anyways, yeah, it's uh, if you read Kirkman stuff, I imagine there's a lot of people picking this up and reading it and enjoying it. Um, but I will just uh, probably tail off. Well, you gave it two. Mm-hmm. I, so two isn't you're done, or two maybe three. Uh, two, maybe like the trade when it's done. Oh, that's that's harsh. Yeah, I'm okay missing out. That's all right. So you have no mo, no No fmo, no (laughs) nfo, no fomo. I can't do it. Yeah, whatever. All right. So the following things I read are brought to you by Comicsology Unlimited. So I read a book called Slots Number One. Uh, This was out of Image. I remember seeing this when it was announced. It's by uh, Dan Panosian, and it involves. I'm not even sure how far it went. I think it's four books total. I read book one. A guy who's a bit of a drifter type, loser, whatever, uh, who's been called in to do one last favor for a loved one. And it involves uh, Vegas and heisting and, and saving somebody's business from a Vegas mob boss type bad description for me oh, but, but 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 i thought it was all right i really did I, the art was good and, and the fact i'm i'm weirdly impressed when writers could do both when they draw it all and they write it all too because right don't you think one of enough i can appreciate hard, that yeah one's hard enough i can't sing and play the piano sorry can't do it one or the other which one do you want chewing gum and walking <laughs> uh, anyway uh but it was good i really did enjoy it and it, the fact that it again is available essentially for free is it's worth picking up i also read uh, infinity countdown prime th- th- this is all a cash grab from marvel about infinity in the movies and also infinity happening uh in, in the books and uh it was again it was free to read it was fine but i i, I would not have paid for it so there's that I read Doctor Strange Damnation number one, and this was done uh, by Donnie Cates, of all people, with art by Rod Reese. Cool book, cool concept. So this involves Doctor Strange, and it's following some event that they allude to that was a crossover of some kind in Marvel, which I did not read. And Doctor Strange uses some crazy magic to fix it, and then he gets transported to a underworld or are we in hell casino run by Mephisto. That's the best I can do with that. Okay. It's, I remember Donny Cates, uh, you know, pushing this out on Twitter. So there was, so yes. And then I read Moon Knight Legacy, and this was done by Max Bemis, who we have a shaky past with on the show. We did the worst X Man. We did the book the other week, and I've already forgotten. Mm-hmm. That's how great Me it too. was. <laughs> um, but this is okay, actually. So uh, Moon Knight is is a character that began years ago in Marvel. And somebody smart brought him back and made him a much darker, twisted, tortured character. And this kind of builds on that and involves a psych- – he doesn't even appear in the book, to be honest with you, uh, TBH. Uh, it involves a psychiatrist who is looking to help a character who exhibits similar qualities to Mark Spector, who is Moon Knight, and how it all goes wrong. It goes very, 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 very wrong, very, very violent. Um, and I give credit to uh, – the range of somebody that does that writes things that we didn't care for at all, who in this case I was like, not bad. So I know that you read um, at least Jeff Lemire's Moon Knight. Yes? Yeah. Some? Okay. D- decent book. That's cool. all I'll say about that. So that's all we got from that for me. But uh, again, I, 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 I've really taken to reading on the train these days. So, I, I mean, I'll download something and just be like, 
give me 14 minutes to read something. And that's, that's what I do. Yeah, that's fine. I read a lot of stuff on lunch. Okay. Pull on the, the iPad, at the sit at the desk, eat lunch, hope that no one comes by and thinks that I don't work and just sit there and read comics all day. Well, what, what, the hell is, what, what, what do they care? What, what do you care? <laughs> You've earned your stripes. Yeah, definitely. So for uh, some weekly news. So i got a, a couple of things in here that you'll have to tell me about. And that the first okay. one being Gotham delivers the major reveal fans have been waiting for. I assume this is the Joker. Did- Yes, it is. Okay. So, all right. Spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, Gotham's on tonight, a week later. So, if you have not heard this, then what are you doing? Like, what kind of. Anyway, so the Joker is a character that's been teased uh, for years on the show. They had a, a guy called uh, Jerome Valeska, who was clearly a Joker. In, in the making and the the showrunners were, were were quick to say he was the uh, archetype or the inspiration for or the you know the platform for which a joker would appear kind of thing okay but like even things like his face was peeled off that happened to the joker in comics that it did. and and his and when he retouched his face his mouth was pulled just so to reveal a smile all the time it was like what he was really kind of channeling Heath Ledger's version by way of delivery. That they kept saying, nope, it's not going to be him. So a few weeks ago, they revealed that he had a twin brother who was in hiding because he feared that his his twin, the, the proto-Joker, was going to find him and do something in heinous. And he did. And so the character that we had all along thought was going to be the Joker. And, and by the way, NPS... He plays both characters, the actor. I don't know his name. This is a great job. He does a very good job. Uh, his character died. Done. But uh, at the end of the ep- at that episode, his brother, uh, let's see, Jeremiah Valeska was his, was his twin, receives a gift in the mail, and when he opens it, he gets squirted in the face with this noxious gas developed by um, the Sandman. See, God. I amaze myself I can think of these things. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and he he has become the Joker. His skin turns white. He, he becomes mani- maniacal in his laughter. And they basically all the signs point to, you got your Joker. Now, the showrunners have come out since then to say that he will ever be referred to as the Joker, which makes some sense. Because here and there, characters who are clearly playing, you know, very, very iconic Batman characters have never been referred to by name. But they are mm-hmm. who they are. So... But yeah, so that's the reveal. All right. Now I uh, I don't have to see it myself. Because <sighs> <laughs> I'm just such, such a great job moderating. Okay. Yeah. Um, a new story this week of Scarlet Witch actor, which is uh, Elizabeth Olsen, wants a solo movie for Scarlet Witch, and she suggests the House of M adaptation. Now I don't know if they would consider. I think first you got to get the you got they, they have Captain Marvel coming. They I, I assume now are in serious talks about a Black Widow movie. We haven't seen Scarlet Witch's character expanded enough to think that Elizabeth Olsen could they could pull her character out into uh, her own movie. But certainly, if they were to do so, House of M would be the way to go, especially if the uh, the X Men rights come back. I mean. 
Listen, that would be great. I do again. I, I want to say that it was Matthew Rosenberg who once who, who it was the great Matthew Rosenberg who once said <laughs> actors saying they would do something for a great role is not a news story. But to me, that would be so great. And as you point out, if they managed to merge these two houses officially, what a great way to do it. To say, wow, well, uh, we've got the X-Men and the Avengers appearing together in movies, and the first thing we're going to do is turn it all in its ear. Mm -hmm. That'd be so cool. So, that's all. Yeah, and you could lead that all the way down through uh, Avengers versus X-Men. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, Lord. My God. I was talking to a buddy of mine today about just next weekend, the fact that we're going to have Charles Sewell, uh, Infinity Wars, the Deadpool bar, my buddies are in town, my head's going to explode. There's just <laughs> so much. <laughs> so this would be next level shit. I don't know what, I mean, I don't know what to do. The stay tucked in my house to make sure I don't uh, die in an accident so that I could live to see it all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that like, like Final Destination, just living in a padded room because uh-huh. that's going to find you. Yeah, please. <laughs> I might get sucked out of a plane window. Oh, too that's soon. too soon. That's too soon. Dude. Okay. I was riding in a Southwest plane that day. Well, I mean, it wasn't all Southwest planes. I understand, it was, but... It was a fluke. But I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, speaking of Matthew Rosenberg, he is joining Astonishing X-Men and teasing a new member for it. So this is Astonishing X-Men. This is the book that we had started, though, that you read. This is the one that I had started, right? Yes. Okay. So are they... I guess I don't quite because so this is the one that was that was a different artist every issue. Correct. It had basically the what you considered like the main X Men book. Yeah, to me. Okay, and then is it a surprise that it's was it announced that someone was going to be jumping off of it? And you know, is it? I assume it's a good thing that Rosenberg's taken over. And and you know, what does this mean for the book as a whole? Because I I would like to catch up on it at some point, perhaps through Marvel Unlimited or something. I mean, I did enjoy it. There's just too many comics. That's what I'm saying. So, um, you know, I'm interested to see him taking it over because obviously I'm a fan. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that they're continuing this. And But 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 what it is is uh, were it two years ago, it would be Astonishing X-Men number one again. Mm-hmm. It, 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 so it, it's a whole new cast of characters. I don't think they're bringing over I, – I, I don't think they're bringing over anybody from, uh, I know that Warpath and Dazzler are the, the are people they're bringing in. Havoc, Beast, Warpath, Colossus, Dazzler, and a mystery member. Okay, so none so all, none of them are bringing brought over from the current book. So it's a whole new cast of characters, new writer, new artist. So it, it, for all intents and purposes, is, is a different book. Okay. And I have seen chitter chatter because uh, naturally I'm like, where's Sala going to be? Uh, there are plans for her. I don't know where. And other than that, I have no idea what, what's going to happen. So, yeah, but you know, I, and people are very d- divided on Greg Land too. I've mentioned this many, many times in the show. He's been accused of tracing characters from like <sighs> Sports Illustrated swimsuit issues and this and that and the other thing. Have you have you ever looked this up? We've discussed it before. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember reading about it at the time. Okay, but you know, I'm in till I'm out. I'm a subscriber. I was a subscriber to Rumble, so. I will likewise give this. I'll, I'll give. I'll give. I'll give it a chance. That's fair enough. And I will get myself caught up and support oh, Matthew Rosenberg. I'm sorry, real quick. One thing I did I did not mention on the show that I read is Oblivion Girl Number Two. 
and who? Well, Oblivion Girl, number two. Remember this? We, 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 I, we have, it's like, like the Mr. Miracle counterpoint. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. Okay, uh, I reached out to the writer about coming on the show. She didn't respond, but the book is great, by the way. I'm subscribed. It's I think it's six books, maybe four. All right, well, I need to check you, it out then. You, you should keep going. I'm sorry to bring it up this way, but it, it's 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 that good. I'm really enjoying it. Well, I'm going to make a note of it right now. Okay. Oblivion Girl. Number two. This is me making a note. Okay, and I can't wait to see it populate right, in real perfect, time perfect on my screen. Uh, I didn't write it on there. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. It's like an idiot. It's like an idiot. Um, lastly, I threw this in here. So we don't read Quantum and Woody. Uh, I did. Okay, you have at one point. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, for issue number eight of the run that's going on right now starts a new arc. And just wanted to shout out to uh, to a couple people that are friends of the show. So it's going to be written by Elliot Rahal and uh, drawn by Joe Asma. Get out of here. So that, I mean, that kind of makes me want to at least check out, you know, the one issue. There, there's been, you know, since Morning Glories went on hiatus, there's been you know, obviously a lot less Joe Asma. Uh, and I'm a, a big fan of his art. So, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't mind seeing him tackle some other characters and, and see what he's got going on. And, uh, you know, Elliot Ray Hall was from uh, the Paybacks, uh, which we which we enjoyed. So, um, you know, support a couple people who have uh, supported us. I like it. Also, I am an idiot. I called the book that I thought was so great by the wrong name. It's Eternity Girl. Sorry. Yeah, I searched Oblivion Girl and nothing came up. I'm sorry. It's Eternity Girl. I, I'm trying to do too many things at once. I'm sorry. Okay. But, but it doesn't make it any less good. But I, it's it's great. I, I very much enjoyed it. All right, well, I will, maybe I'll buy it. You should. You really should. I'm serious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, Magdalene Visaggio is the uh, artist who didn't respond to me. Well, but, we'll but it's, it very well, it's very well done. I just, I'm just, I, in fact, when it showed up, I was like, I'm looking forward to this one. So there. All right, fair enough. Okay. So we got a big week next week. TooManyComics.com. <laughs>